back in the day when our beat writer Scott Ritchie was wearing cloth diapers, walking around his Eureka home, there was an up and comer in Rantoul Township named Mike Meninga. He was uh, doing good things back then. You could tell he has a bright future, and and just maybe he's coming home. I mean, there's a real chance the the Oregon assistant could be you know potential candidate to fill that open spot at Illinois. All right, Richie will break down the chances of Mike coming home. He'll give you some other candidates. He'll talk recruiting. He'll talk this year's roster and even next year's schedule. This week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Ah, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Scott Ritchie. Always good to see you on a on a Monday morning, bright and early. Well, bright, not necessarily early. Our podcast listeners should know that Scott Ritchie is in his pajamas yet this morning. That's nice for you to show up. Um, fun kind fact. Of, kind um, of dressed. Yeah, fun fact. When I'm working in the Savoy Bureau, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically shorts and T-shirts all the time. Right, and he's uh, transferred that apparently to uh, Devonshire Drive here in Champaign, where the news is that is located. Usually we uh, we ask a little more of our, our employees to to look the part, look mo- a little more professional, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, it's still the pandemic, though. So. All right. We'll let you dress like a slob, I guess, for a couple more weeks. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Who's slandering me. Never. Loving my Mondays with Scott Ritchie. A busy week again last week, led by the news of assistant coaches, as you predicted. Kentucky stealing too. Yeah, I mean, Illinois stealing's as good a word. Adding as any. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brad Underwood was ready to shift the narrative immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, the same day that uh, when I did with Tigua and Chin Coleman were announced as John Calipari's two newest assistant coaches, um, Illinois hired Chester Frazier, brought the the former guard back to to town and. Um, I don't know. It took some of the sting out of losing uh, the top two or two I mean, two thirds of the coaching staff. Um, you know, really the, the top two recruiters on the staff. Uh, maybe uh, the response from the fan base was, I'd say, mixed on that day. Still, a lot of people angry that Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman both 
left for Kentucky, but you know, a, a group that is excited to see Chester Angry. come back. Really? Yeah, just like look at any social media post and then check out the comments and it's hmm. like it's all like good riddance, we didn't need them anyway. Hmm. Uh tired of hearing about these two. Like Illinois fans are once again all up in their feelings on this situation. But it's just it's the way of the college basketball world. And again, it's Kentucky. Orlando Antigua was a John Calipari guy. It's not a surprise that he's going back to Kentucky in a season where, you know, Cal Perry's kind of hitting the panic button a little bit after Kentucky went nine and sixteen last year. And Chen Coleman, I mean, like four years ago, no, no Illinois fan had heard of Chen Coleman. Like he had, was still, you know, making his way up the coaching ranks. He was you know, been at Bradley and UIC before, you know, Brad Underwood hired him. So it, he can't say no to Kentucky. All right, what made those two so successful here at Illinois? I mean, it's an interesting dynamic because, like, they hadn't worked with each other before either. You know, and, you know that entire staff was new to each other, but you know that it came together quickly. You know, for them, you know, the the rebuild of the program took a few more years, but um, it just it worked, and you know, obviously both Antigua and Coleman known as recruiters, so I think maybe that was a, a tie for them. But you know, Brett Underwood put that staff together and things turned out well. So it's not like he can't do it again. All right. Hey, uh, still got one opening with uh, Chester Frazier now on board. We'll get into what makes Chester so promising. Uh, but there is still one opening and I kept seeing rumors over the weekend that Stephen Gentry's on the way out too, which would be two more openings. Yeah. True or false? Well, it's, I mean, neither one of those officially yet, but, there's certainly some buzz that and it's a, a non-zero chance. So we were talking about there is a chance that Stephen Gentry, you know, is potentially in the running for the open assistant job at Gonzaga after Tommy Lloyd left to become the Arizona coach. You know, Gentry played at Gonzaga. Um, he in fact, has already left Illinois for Gonzaga once before because he was supposed to be on that initial Brad Underwood staff back in 2017 um, as assistant to the head coach. Uh, then he got a job as director of ops at Gonzaga, and now I don't think he ever actually made it to Champaign. But like the intent was, he was going to be on that the first staff. Mm. Hasn't happened yet. Might not happen. But um, Illinois could go from being a number one seed in the NCAA tournament to a brand new set of three assistants. All right, I've not ever uh, have been one to get too deep into assistant coaches. I, they, I'm sure they do a, a whale of a job, and they fill important roles. Yeah, they are important, but like Brad Underwood's sort of the head of the program mm -hmm. still. Gets I mean, paid well yeah, to and, lead all things. Yeah, and again, like he assembled a pretty dynamic staff, made a change, obviously, with um, Jamal Walker eventually leaving for Grand Canyon and bringing Stephen Gentry back, and like he has to do it again now, but... I mean, who's to say that Illinois just won't be able to maintain what they've built over the last four years? I mean, there's nothing saying that that can't happen. A lot of people in the fan base are hitting the the sky is falling mm -hmm. point again. 
With coaches. With coaches. Okay. I, just, just make sure I'm, I have this clear. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Orlando Ortigo and Chin Coleman were pivotal figures in the rebuild, but I don't want to downplay you know their importance. But at some point, you know, Brad Underwood is you know he's at the top, so he's got to make it work. All right, who is uh, any players have left here since we last talked? <laughs> I've, I've uh, been, my mind has been elsewhere. No. Okay. You sure? Yeah. And like, we squeezed in Demonte Williams coming back last week. Mm-hmm. So that's that. He's that back. Was, that was the last roster news. Kofi still going between uh, probably late second round, last uh, mock drafts I've noticed. Yeah, that's. Uh, you told me last week he's going basically because of his age. It's going to be hard for him to come back, and it's not like he can change his age. I mean, he is as old as he is, and that, that works against him. Every day he gets older, but the he's the door is not slammed completely shut. You know, he can come back for a third year. In some ways, would maybe benefit from coming back for a third year. But I mean, if he gets drafted, and a lot of I mean, second round picks don't get guaranteed contracts, but a lot of them over the last couple of years have been signing them. Just you know, as the G League has expanded. Um, you know, the two-way contracts especially. Uh, so there's a shot for him to get paid to play All right. next year. Seeing a lot of winners and losers uh, lists being circulated among different uh, media outlets in the Big Ten. Illinois keeps seeing in the losers, the off-season losers list. Why is that? Well, they lost two assistants and lost Adam Miller, and I would assume he was going to the draft, and Kofi Coburn maybe probably is going to the draft and so so you when you lose a first team all american and a player of the year at least according to USA today and me i voted for him um lose a second team all american that's kind of a big deal like okay. there's i don't know what to make of the roster right now there's some interesting pieces on it but as far as we're talking like talent at the top if there's no Iowa no Kofi that, that changes Changes things. Want some good news, Scott Ritchie? Sure. Uh, there's a pancake breakfast coming back, May 22nd. All right, the Kiwanis Club of Champaign-Urbana, after a year off, is going to have pancakes and sausage. All you can eat, Scott Ritchie, you could do a, some damage to them. You might crack. You might ruin their budget, in fact, if you were to show up. Because I know you can put it away. Thanks. <laughs> That's a compliment. I like pancakes. All right, it's one. Lou Henson was a avid volunteer and a regular too. Ed, and uh, Ed Bond, our producer, is going to be doing the radio show Saturday morning sports talk. Alana Pella will be there, so I expect it, you to be there. Is what I'm trying to get to, Scott Ritchie. Was it this Saturday, May twenty second? May twenty second. Figure it out. Use your toes and your fingers, and we can get there. All right, I think so. Yep. Um, You're there. Okay, what time? Well, Ed wants you on radio about nine thirty. I could probably do nine thirty. Okay, good. One, well, let's keep it. The I guess one, you've you're started scheduling. For let's keep Saturday it the one plate. Sack. All right. I know it's all you can eat, but really, this is for the for their projects and for their kids. I mean, I'm not sure if you've like, like pancakes can be stacked. <laughs> you always have to put one. Thank you for uh, all the questions. We got some uh, new ones just in. Just beat the podcast question deadline. Uh, with four good ones. I don't even know where to start with these. How about 
How about the transfer portal? <laughs> Not just now, but next year. Yeah, the question um, is, uh, who is the biggest risk to depart the program next year in the transfer portal? I love this question. And I, I know that you love it. I also told you, like, I don't want to answer this one. Well, you have to because I just asked it. Yeah, so th- these questions from uh, loyal listener Craig. Okay. Um, I like some of his later ones that don't have me forecasting things <laughs> a year from now. Like, I, can't, I, I don't want to forecast a month from now or two days from now about the transfer portal. And you know, he specifically asked about incoming freshmen uh, that were um, two of the three recruited by, I mean, it's a, a team recruiting effort, but lead recruiters, Orlando Antigua for R.J. Melendez, Chin Coleman for Brandon Pajemski. Um, like, if they would leave. And, like, I don't want to talk about them leaving because they haven't even made it to campus yet. But I just, I refuse. Excuse me? <laughs> you heard me correctly. You've drawn the line I, I have here drawn in the, the podcast line. booth. Here, here's how many you're going to transfer. Um, it's going to be like all of them, none of them, or some of them. How about that? Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. Well, in this case, Marcus, he was brilliant for coming up with the let me hedge completely on my answer. answer. All right. How about Brad Underwood's ability to recruit? Um, the question points out that Bill Self had a magical charm to get the top kids to Champagne. Apparently, his assistants didn't do the work. I, I assume they did some of the work. Okay. But like with Illinois, especially over the last year, because everything has been virtual, like they really went, like went all out on like the whole staff recruiting these players, especially once they've sort of narrowed their targets to you know, you know a handful of recruits. And like Brad Underwood's a big part of that. Like again, he's at the top of the program, and he's got the the closer role in a way. I mean, obviously, the assistant coaches, you know, they well eventually, and like starting in June, like they plus Brad Under will be on the road. They'll be evaluating players. They'll be you know sort of they'll be building those relationships, kind of setting up the recruiting board. You know, with, in terms of priorities, but. You know, Brad Underwood also has final say. Like, it's his program. And, like, he's the one that gets that eventual signature on the National Letter of Intent. So he he plays a role. And right now he has to play an even bigger role because he's down one assistant. And it's not so much even, you know, like recruiting, like, at this point, the 2022 class or the transfer portal for next season – like getting with the current players on the roster who have seen the coaching staff change in the last what four days and be like things are going to be okay like he has to kind of keep them assured that the program's moving in the right direction so that's that's his big role right now but yeah he's he was born to to talk to people like he studied it even he was you know, studied communications at Kansas State and I think comes comes across really well as he like sells what he thinks Illinois basketball can be, and no one believes it more than he does. That you know, always bring up the fact that like right when he got hired, the Associated Press listed the top 100 programs in college basketball history, and Illinois was 
in the top 15 and he brings that up a lot and that's where he that's his vision to get it back to that because it certainly wasn't for more than a decade all right another assistant coaching question i love him how about that all right so wants to know how important it is to have a diverse coaching staff or a coaching staff devoted to a certain skill set in other words he's worried about somebody coming and coaching the big guys yeah, and I mean, or can Chester Frazier do that? Even though he's a little spunky guard. Well, I, I don't think he couldn't do that. Um, will he work with the guards primarily? Uh, yeah, would be my guess. But like these are like by the time you know the coaches get to the point where they've you know been in the coaching game, like Chester's thirty five, but he's will be going into his 10th season as an assistant coach. Like he's got experience. Like they're just, they're basketball guys first. Like they know how to teach the game from every aspect. So maybe they don't have like, you know, Orlando Otigo is kind of like the big man whisperer might not have that pedigree, but someone on staff will be working with the big man. Like, and it might not be like the obvious guy, but, I assume it'll be the next coach hired for that that open spot. Good story on Chester Frazier that uh, uh, Paul Klee, who is a former beat writer here at the News Gazette, he did about 57 stories on Chester Frazier, but Osmussen referenced it over the weekend. Your best Chester Frazier story is what? Not, I've only written not, one. Not one that you wrote, one that you read. Well, I think it's the one you're talking about that, that Paul wrote, where it's just where Chester really opened up, you know, after the death of his father. And I read that again this weekend. And Paul did a terrific job. Um, but just sort of just gave a insight into kind of who Chester Frazier was, is, as a person. All right. Any other former Illini that intrigue you or with the uh, Illinois connections should uh, maybe two positions become open? I mean, Roger Powell is obviously, you know, on the list. Um, and I think Illinois is the only place that he could leave Gonzaga for, like, reasonably, because it is his alma mater. Because otherwise, like, why would you leave a team that just played for a national championship and in his two years has won 62 or 63 games but Illinois would be that place I don't know and like I don't think it's really that important that like an assistant coach has ties to the program I mean they have that with Trust Frazier and that's fine but I don't think it's necessary none of the previous assistants had Illinois like University of Illinois connections and things worked out pretty well. But there's 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 a, a list of potential candidates. Okay, here's what I'm getting to. Why is D. Brown not back on campus yet? How is this possible? Well, he was back. And then he wasn't. For a fairly specific reason. I just don't think that opportunity is there right now for him. It just didn't work out in his return, you know, it's been four years ago. Yeah. All right. 
but he hasn't been on the sidelines. Yeah, he's that's where I'd have him. He's done well for himself at, at UIC, you know, both with uh, Steve McLean and then uh, last year, you know, his first year with Luke Yaklich. Hey, when's the first uh, date for off-season training? Well, that date hasn't been set exactly, but I can give sort of a, a fairly specific timeline for it. The second summer session like of summer school, essentially, at Illinois starts June 14th. So I would imagine players will be returning if they're not here already. And the freshmen will be arriving the week before that, and then they'll probably have you know a few days just to get going with the school, summer with summer classes, and then kind of jump into things from mid June through kind of early August. So, not quite two months of summer workouts there. Obviously, no foreign trips. Well, I can't take one again. I think until twenty twenty three because you can do those every four years and Illinois last went in 2019 and also um, even if they were eligible to take one now pandemic probably like international travels not high up on the list of things to do when does that schedule start coming out piecing together well we have some pieces of it already um, obviously there's bragging rights game at some in theory, and we'll be back in St. Louis after you know, the one year in Columbia. Yeah. So that's typically stupid coin flip. That <laughs> I, I still can't get over the fact there was a thirty-minute like live stream, and the coin wasn't flipped until about the twenty-nine-minute thirty-five-second mark. So still hold a little bit of a grudge on that, Andy Katz. Um, <laughs> but that game is typically. Like between four and five days before Christmas, um, Arizona will be playing in Champaign. Um, I think the date for that, if I remember correctly, is not official yet, but like December tenth, in in that time frame. Um, Big Ten ACC Challenge will be, you know, kind of like very end of November or the first week of December. Illinois. Will be like Gavi games will be back this year. Illinois should be in those because they were supposed to be in it last season before it was canceled. And then they're playing in the Hall of Fame Classic the Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving against two of Kansas State, Cincinnati, and Arkansas. What do you think the Big Ten does with its uh, conference schedule? Number of teams, number of opponents. I think they'll probably stick with twenty games. Okay. They'll play, you know, would imagine they'll kind of be back on their, what's been the normal schedule with a couple of early December games and then jump back into just league play after Christmas. What are you hearing about home games at State Farm Center, attendance-wise? Well, that's always been, always, in the last year, last season, just sort of predicated by what the – protocols were in the state in terms of you know people actually being in indoor arenas but kind of the last update from the governor because it was into last week that you know Illinois is moving towards being fully open so under that assumption and if things continue to 
you know, trend in the right direction, a.k.a. get your vaccines, people. Um, I would imagine fans in attendance. Potentially, you know, come November, like 15,544, which is, that'd be full. Ed Bond just kind of jumped when you said that i mean i think that's the that's the hope and the goal any fans though if even if you have to start you know the season with a more limited number would be better than last season which it was just a really strange time at state farm center for all of those games with nobody there i mean there's like i get max like 150 people including players and media and whoever else in the building all right, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to a finalized roster. Is there a time when you when you say everything's in place? Do you have a target date? Is it like July 1st? Would you like to have your roster and your coaches and your... I think in terms of when you'd like to have it, sure. Uh, in terms of like coaches, I imagine... I, w- I won't be surprised if the, the open spot was filled this week, but... You know, certainly before the start of June when, you know, in-person recruiting and uh, campus visits can restart. Like, you want to have your staff together when the recruiting really jumps off. Um, roster-wise, like, Brad Underwood would love to have it done now. He would prefer to know who was going to be on his team next season, like, this very moment. Uh, in reality, if you think back a couple of years ago, Jermaine Hamlin signed two days before classes started. Um, that certainly came out of nowhere, and he has since entered the transfer portal. But like, it could be like the third week of August, and classes are literally starting Monday, and Jermaine Hamlin like committed on a Friday night. So that's like the maybe the less ideal right. scenario, but it's not like off the table. What are your headlines for this week, this upcoming week? I don't want vague headlines; I want newsy headlines, Richie. Okay. Um. How about assistant coach hired? Too vague. Need names. <laughs> you want, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can give you like multiple names that it yep. could be. Um, What's your lead headline? What's your first choice of a headline on that one? I mean, I think like if I was just had my pick, okay. you know, like if Brad Underwood could mm-hmm. just say, hey, I'm going to hire you, and you have to say yes. Okay. I think, and this would keep it local, Mike Meniga from – Originally, grew up in Rantoul, mm-hmm. has had uh, spent the last seven years, I think, at Oregon, has really kind of been one of their top recruiters. Is in like Oregon gets guys, mm-hmm. and finally, finally, Illinois would have a conduit to Canada. The like you know, John Gross and his staff tried to recruit Canada to um, well zero success. You know, Brad Underwood has tried to tap into that Canadian market and there's a lot of really good players in, from Canada and it just hasn't happened but like they all go to Oregon and mostly because of Mike Meninga. Remember covering high school recruiting events up at Rantoul Township High School's gym with Mike leading the way. You knew back then and we're talking early 90s that he had the it factor. He knew how to talk to people. Yeah and really a well respected coach. Mm-hmm. All of Champaign County rooting for that headline to happen. I think so. Okay. Because it, it hits on everything they want, like a local guy, but also big-time recruiter, well-respected, long-time coach that's kind of been 
everywhere. Like a Fruling or a Suits or a Frerix, the Menega name is common around here. Yeah. I think he'd fit in well. Like the Richie name in Eureka. Literally the only family with that last name in Eureka. Any others? Well, I mean, there are some other options. Of course, Menega would be at the top of the list, of course. Um, Danielle Robinson from Iowa State. He's a Chicago guy. Well, he's from Rock Island, but you know, he's recruited Chicago extensively. Um, was the assistant coach that recruited Taylor Horton Tucker to Iowa State. You know, from Simeon. So and he's coached before in Illinois at Loyola and at Illinois State for Porter Moser, so knows the state really well. Um again, another widely respected assistant coach and recruiter you know I think there's if this happens where Stephen Gentry also leaves which again just sort of rumored at this point nothing official but would not be surprised to see Jeff Alexander get bumped up to a full assistant role he's spent the last four seasons as assistant to the head coach um, has a long history with Brad Underwood you know they really sort of you know vibe off each other because, yeah, you know, Alexander played for Underwood at Western Illinois when he was an assistant there. Would not surprise me in the least to see him get bumped up. And, like, during the off seasons, like, he's he's a guy that's worked with Kofi a lot and sort of helped in that development. Um, so that's, I think that's also an option. That name holds sway uh, around the state. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. His dad. More so than Cliff Alexander. I think all my fans would like to forget that Alexander. But, yeah, Jeff's dad, Neil, has won, I don't know, like a million games as a high school basketball coach in, um, in Lincoln and definitely well-respected. All right, Scott Ritchie, every morning at uh, 6 a.m., com. Good morning, Alana Nation. Read it. Learn from it. Anything else you need to throw in here this week before I let you go back to to the buffet? Um, huh? A couple of recruiting notes, just in terms of you know new offers, and after I don't know, kind of almost a month in between offers, as there was some obvious uncertainty in the Illinois coaching staff, so it's not like they're they were going to send in. Antigua and well, not send, but Antigua and Coleman was like, "Hey, can you like zoom a bunch of these guys?" Yeah, that's probably not a, a great idea. But uh, twenty twenty two class, the first is a somewhat familiar name, no relation, but Nick Smith Jr. <laughs> uh, this is not a seven two center that will frustrate Illinois fans to no end, um, but is in fact um, a four star guard. Um, in the class of 2022 um, out of Arkansas. And he's he released the top 10 in October, but has since added like several more offers and obviously Illinois. So his recruitment seems to be a little more open. And then uh, the other new offer was to a big man out of Texas, Cameron Corrin. Uh, currently just, you know, unranked as a three-star recruit, but um, since March he's picked up almost – 
you know, double digit high major offer. So he's a guy kind of on the rise in that class. So just two more names to know. Um, as Illinois you know, kind of just keeps pushing forward at this point. Great stuff as always, Scott Ritchie. Do appreciate your uh, consistent work. I enjoyed your tennis coverage over the weekend. You were all over it. Yeah, it two nice days at out at the Con Outdoor yeah. Tennis Complex before it got nasty yesterday. So and Ely Nastasi. Oh nasty, you said. <laughs> uh it's old school tennis. Yeah, I'm like, dropping on you right way now. Way over my head, old school <laughs> tennis. So uh Yeah, Illinois men's tennis team is on to the sweet sixteen. Sort of I mean that's kinda typical for Brad Dancer's program, but they're playing well, and uh, they feel they feel kind of confident about kind of their chances down in Orlando. All right, you think the State Farm Center is electric with a big crowd? I loved what you wrote about in Sunday's News Gazette. Just the atmosphere of a home tennis match—it's different. Yeah, college tennis is different. Yeah, it's not like you're watching tennis protests on TV <laughs> where, like, they maybe clap for a point, but like, they just there's chants and cheers like essentially yeah. from the moment. The thing yeah. starts. It's a little uncomfortable, I would say, sometimes. I mean, like, there's like some low, like the the Illinois tennis players that like aren't like actively playing, like some low level kind of low key trash talk. Like they just sort of weave it in, like very subtly though. It's not not mean or over the top, but like pointed. I think is probably the best way to put it. All right, go to alinahq.com and read Richie's tennis coverage shows you how versatile you are scotty i am a renaissance man (laughs) something like that all right next monday we'll get back to basketball how about that see you then